We made this. To don't say the c word. The lockdown podcast here on the We Made This Podcast Network. My name is Mark Adams, and I am your host. And we are into pilot season. If you've checked out the last episode of the show, you'll have a good idea of what the next five episodes of Don't Say the C Word are going to be like. I am piloting five different shows that I quite like the idea of doing at some point in the future. First up is ask. Ah, which is my podcast where I have a different guest each time and I talk to a different guest that's in a minority or a marginalised group and I ask for questions for them over social media. So anybody can ask an anonymous question to that person. And I would just like to say thank you to everyone that submitted a question for this interactive podcast Obviously, I'm not going to name anybody's names because the whole point is that they are anonymous for both the person who submitted them and for the person answering them. But if you did send me a question, you're brilliant. Thanks for engaging and thank you for basically making it so that I could actually do this podcast. (laughs) First up, I wanted to record with someone I know and someone I trust and someone that I love. And I picked my friend Fraser, who... A couple of years ago came out as asexual and I'll be honest he was the first asexual person that I've ever really got close to and I've spent the last two years understanding his struggle as he gets used to who he is and I'm so fucking proud of him and I thought that he would be the perfect guy for the pilot so I hope you enjoy Ask Ah. Hello and welcome to Ask A. This is a pilot episode of a podcast that I might potentially do in future, but I might not. Ask A is a podcast based on the idea that I get a different guest each time and you can ask them anything. They will be representing marginalised groups and minorities and it's a safe space where people can ask them anything. There are a few rules. First up is that the questions are asked in the order that they were received, just to keep it fair. All questions will be asked, but not all questions will be answered because my guests need to feel comfortable and they can always say, I just don't want to answer that. And also, my guests do not represent their minority or marginalised group as a whole. They represent themselves as a person from that group. So, my first guest is an asexual person. So it's Ask an Asexual. Hello, Fraser. Hello. I'm Fraser. Asexual person. Yes, you are. (laughs) Not asexual person. No. Asexual. (laughs) So I think I'm just going to, like I say, ask the questions in order that they were received. And the first one is, how did you find out that you were asexual? Uh, This is quite interesting, actually. So it's, because it's, again, it's about representation, so hopefully what your podcast will achieve if you do decide to pick it up and take it to where did a pilot pun there you did good Um, good pilot puns 
But uh, so there's a couple of TV shows and comic books that sort of helped me realise a what asexuality was, and b that I was like, oh, that's that's a bit of me. And um, so the first comic book was Jughead from Archie Comics, mm-hmm. and there was it's quite fun actually because during my sort of like discovery of asexuality, if you want to call it that, my sexual awakening or sexual snoozing, um, <laughs> as we'll probably call it. I was in a relationship. It was, I think, the longest relationship. Yeah, the longest relationship I've been in, and it was quite sexual. But um, I was reading a lot of comics at the time, and I was really into Archie. Riverdale had just come out, so you know, all the hype was there. Yeah. Um, and one of my favourite writers, Chip Zdarsky, was doing a book, Jughead, and in that, Jughead reveals that he's asexual, and I was like, hmm. but it's just a total throwaway line, like. Um, Archie's, you know, stuck between Betty and Veronica, if you know what, if you know. Yeah, the, the two main yeah. character female protagonists. Yeah, and Jughead sort of goes, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that because I'm asexual. And he's just just such a throwaway line and stuff like that. And it also explains why he's so calm and quiet. So I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because, like, I'd always had this thing of, like, growing up when people were, like, you know, celebrity crushes or whatever, or, like, people would be like, I would do terrible things to insert person or I would do this and they'd have all these sexual desires and interests and mine were never really that mine were like you know if I had a crush on someone I was like I just want to like oh it'd be so cute to cuddle them obviously with toxic masculinity in an all boys school I didn't say this I was just like yeah they're pretty cool or whatever or I was always sort of chill about it or never really like want to you know go for these things or whatever it was always sort of like if a relationship happens it's nice and I always wanted to be friends first Mm. and I think a lot of my relationships that were sex based were just that like we were friends sort of but then like the sex always seemed to be like a priority for the other person or at least that's how I saw it Mm. I was like why do they always but it was more probably my lack of interest than their over interest if anything and yeah, there was just parts of me sometimes that I thought, oh, maybe this isn't right, or like, would think it was that person, but then when it was happening a couple of times and talking to more people, and they were like, no, that is normal, or whatever, it was like, oh, okay, and then... Um, I'm not sure I like the term normal, but yeah, maybe like, regular, regular or yeah. what people who aren't asexual, how people who aren't asexual behave, maybe. And then one of my good friends, Jacob, he'll, I'll probably bring him up quite a lot, because he helped with the, with the journey. He told me about a character called Todd Chavez in um, Bodak Horseman. And a big storyline for him is that like, he comes out as asexual. And he, he'd already shown me a few Bojack episodes because he, like, like, he was like, oh, I always think of Todd whenever I think of you. And it was interesting he said that because he said that before Todd came out as asexual and he's just, he's coming up with schemes or whatever. Watch the spaghetti episode when he had a giant... He had all these containers and spaghetti was flooding the... It's a funny episode, highly recommend. But, like, mm-hmm. um... And he was like, that's why I would remind him of Todd. And then he came out as asexual. And it was sort of that thing of, like... This was when I was sort of thinking about that as well. Because I was talking about... I was talking about Jughead a lot. And then he showed me that. And I was like, that sort of put the nail in the... In the thing. Or really helped. And then... Yeah, during the relationship. I don't know if this would be a question later on. I might answer all of them in one big burst. By That's fine. But, yeah, while I was in a relationship, I was, like, I was invested in the romantic side of it, but, like, the sex side, I was, like, not really that fussed about. And then one day, she just came up to me and went, I don't think you find me sexually attractive anymore. And I went, 
don't think I find anyone sexually attractive. And that was my big, like... That was a big, right. like... Whoop, the, the, the doors have opened now and I've almost booted it through and gone, I guess that's what I am. And it's very funny because it's a similar thing in, with Todd's journey in Bojack Horseman is he has a, a girlfriend or ex at the time and she asks, like, you know, there's this whole thing. If you want to go on my Instagram, I did a TikTok of it and recreated it and this whole story's on there. But, like, he does the whole thing of, like, I don't think I'm gay. Maybe I'm nothing. And she's a bit more accepting than my ex was. But then he goes to Bojack and says he's ace. And Jacob was like, my Bojack. I went, like, yeah, I think I'm asexual. And Jacob's always been a great person for that, always understanding. And it's quite funny. There's a joke between the friendship group was because a lot of the times whenever we meet new people or he's about to introduce me to new people, A, he has to say that I actually exist. <laughs> he goes, because he, like... You know, you talk about your mates quite a bit and some people were starting to think that maybe it was a Tyler Durgent thing, you know, from Fight Club, that he doesn't actually exist. It's just Jacob's, like, alter ego. But, yeah, a lot of the time it was... <laughs> he would tell them that I was ace and that was, like, the first thing... So, like, the first thing I knew about you was that you were ace <laughs> and then the second thing I found out about you was you were actually real and not... <laughs> How do you feel about that, that people introducing you as... the first thing they find out is that you're asexual? Do you think it's important? Um, no, not really. I think I always forget to tell people or forget that I've not actually come out to everyone. Mm. Which, yeah, is pretty faux part of me. But I think it's I think it's important for the people who it's going to be important for. Like, if I'm in a relationship with someone, it's important that they know that I'm asexual, but some random person down the street doesn't need to really no. know. Or, like, you know, if I'm getting intimate with someone, they, they're the main priority. Or if... Or if someone's desperately trying to set me up. But it's, it was quite funny because we always joke that um, me and Jacob used to hang out all the time together. And it used to be that thing of like, Jacob would get annoyed because like, our oh, girls are paying more attention to Fraser. So we would joke, everyone always jokes in our friendship group that Jacob tells them that. So there's an instant no go here. And then, <laughs> yeah. Which is obviously a bit cynical and a bit funny, but um, I find it funny anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, he's a nice little helper to. So I don't feel that I always need to come out. He's always almost already told people. <laughs> I think when you told me and you told Jacob, Jacob was more ready for it than I was. Yeah. I think as someone who's quite hypersexual, if that's the term. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone who's very much into sex. I wasn't upset or anything, but I was... You had questions. Confused. Yeah, genuinely confused. It's and quite I funny. couldn't really get my head around I the think, idea of asexuality. I you were the a, first one I knew. I think a lot of the questions we're going to answer today are the ones you had for me, like, that first yeah. day. And it was quite funny because I was still working out and I was like, um... <laughs> let me get back to you on that. And obviously, like, I think it's been at least a year, or maybe a few it's years. It's been, um... A few yeah. years, probably, because I... Yeah, it's been... Nearly three years, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the more times passed, the more I've been able to go. Oh, I, I can finally answer that question from years ago, Paul. Mm. And um, this, and obviously, like you learn more. There was Ace Week as well, which was a big help for me. It's like I celebrated, I think, my first Ace Week. I'm here. This is this me. Year. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do some things and add some Todd TikToks. And I was like, oh, I'll combine the two and stuff like that. Um, and it was really good. And there was this. Um, it's quite funny actually. Though. So she was a. Camp, she was one of my campers actually 
and uh, she was sharing a lot of A stuff so I was like oh it's, it's cool that she's ace as well so a lot of it mm. I was learning from it's the circle of life I was learning from one of my campers but um, so when you were on staff now this was when you were no no this was um, America for, yeah this was just through Instagram okay so like she obviously we followed each other afterwards because she was a staff in training summer 2019 she was going to be staff in 2020 and yeah she was sharing all this stuff and it's it was it was really helpful to you know check it all out and then obviously like Archie Comics were sharing stuff with Jughead and other stuff so you think visibility is very important yeah definitely I think like getting the representation out there and I always sort of understand more through TV like I (laughs) I learn a lot through TV and film and seeing yourself on there is very detrimental which is why I sort of see the importance now of people saying like you know when people don't see themselves in there so like if there's there's not LGBT or race representation on screen you do feel a bit bummed out and nothing mm, that's mm. why it's really important like I'm just getting like all happy over like Todd Jughead in the comics and um, all this but then like a film like Black Panther and stuff like that and like you know Miles Miles and stuff like that these are really important things and yeah, it sort of helped me understand the importance of that to everybody yeah, for everyone really mm. obviously they are huger like um, things like representing more people but it is it's nice it's nice when you see yourself on screen mm. and it's not just Peter Pan or Spider-Man <laughs> although I do have a theory that Peter Pan is asexual hmm that makes a lot of sense it would make a lot of sense should we move on to the next question yeah cool. and this is a bit of a rude one I'm afraid oh is that a thorsey well it's a bit blunt do you masturbate um, no. And this comes with another story, actually, which sort of helped with my discovery. So, first year of uni, the three, the three musketeers were me, John and Jacob, and we all had very different masturbation routines. <laughs> so the question came up, and I think this is why it sort of, it was very clear for Jake, like it made sense to Jacob why I was asexual, because when we were talking about this... For some reason, the conversation came up. It was like, oh, how much do you masturbate? And I was like, oh, I don't. Because I didn't. I didn't at uni. I don't now. I have done in the past, obviously, like, growing up just to see what it was like. But it was never... never. Re- it was never really for me. Right. Um, especially after I had sex. I was like, well, nothing can really, sort of... Once you've had the main course, you can't just be having started all the time, can you? Or... I respectfully disagree, but... Or, like, I was just like, oh, it's just not the same, or whatever. And obviously, because of the lack of sexual desire, it would take take a while, and I just like, I don't really have the patience for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also my downside with sex. I was like, after a while, I was just like, I know you've finished, I know you've finished a couple of times, and I'm not going to, so let's <laughs> just call it off. That doesn't just happen with asexual people, for <laughs> I was just like, oh, like, I'd have to fake it and, like, oh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yes, hooray, hoba, hoba, or, like, whatever. But, um, hoba, hoba, you hoba, mean, yeah. not hoba, hoba. <laughs> A little Todd reference for you. Oh, is that Todd? Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. I, I but I'm glad that. that you said that. You hadn't clocked. Because then it came. Yeah. Or not, as the case Or maybe. not, exactly. Oh, mate, wrong point oh, here. Um, but yeah, so we were all talking, and Jacob's like, oh, like once or twice a week, and John's like, oh, I feel well bad, I do it like three to four times a day, and I'm like, so we all had different things, and I think it just sort of showed the sort of spectrum 
So you think there's a spectrum? Maybe. Well, no, I just think it just showed the spectrum between the three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think with asexuality as well, there is a, there's probably a spectrum as well. Like, there's different... I'm learning as I go along, really, which is, you know, I think that's the whole thing with identity, sexuality, or otherwise, is you're always sort of discovering who you are. Mm. Um, and I think that's an exciting thing. If you know who you are all the time, it's a bit... I don't know, not boring, but, like, you know, I like discovering new things about myself or being like, oh, mm. okay, I didn't know all, like... Stuff that makes sense now. It's like unraveling a puzzle. It's like that yeah. is me. Oh, okay. So there's like different levels. There's like asexuality as the main hub, and then there's like different types. So there's people who are like different romantics. So they might be homo romantic, hetero romantic, bi romantic, pan romantic, or aromantic. So they're not interested in anything at all. And I'm definitely a romantic, but I'm not. Sh- I've not quite figured out what romantic I am. <laughs> I think at the moment I'm sort of like there's a cool little flag for it so that there's pan-romantic which is sort of like you know you're just interested in the person it's similar to pansexuality yeah but there's a cool little flag that's like it's the pan flag I think it I want to say it's the pan flag no it might be the asexual flag and then the love heart is the pan flag right and that's really cute so I was like okay and like here's the thing like I can't say for sure like oh I am definitely like homo hetero or whatever romantic like i'm still working that part about it but at least i know that the asexuality the foundation's there (laughs) but then yeah there's and then there's also as well on the spectrum that there are asexuals that masturbate some people that do for pleasure because they get like again they might get pleasure from that um and there's also people who do it for like practicality because you know your semen and your eggs do have to go somewhere right and so they they plan it like they plan the washing up or almost, the hoovering yeah or... well it, that's <laughs> that's the thing and I always think about that with asexuality as well when people say like okay so you'll never have sex ever and I'm like no we'll have sex with someone but it'd be like you know how for some people the relationship side is the drag so it's like oh I have to go to it I have to go on a date tonight so I can have sex for me it's like oh, I have to have sex tonight so we can go on a date or like, right. I have to have sex tonight so we can cuddle not that it's that bad. Or like it's practical for for kids as well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, practicality for um, for the kiddies because that's the thing as well. I definitely know I'm not a romantic because I have fallen for people mm. sometimes a bit too quickly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a bit too late. But you know, hopefully one day it'll be like Goldilocks and just right. <laughs> so next up is. Would you consider a monogamous relationship with someone who isn't asexual? Uh, yes, and I have. Uh, <laughs> right. But it's, again, it's one of them, it's sort of like, they're one of the, if I, if I knew this was going to be a long-term thing, I'd, like, obviously tell them about it. Mm. And it'd be, it'd be one of them, like, a lot of people who know me, know me as just someone who's not very, like, sexual in a way so they mm. like when I say I'm asexual they go oh that makes sense or like yeah. oh I can see that like when I did a big post on Instagram a lot of people messaged me which was really nice and stuff like that I was like I never knew but like it sort of makes sense and stuff like that and oh, loads of messages of support do you um, think that they were younger because I was genuinely surprised when you told me but I younger than had you never s- really encountered yeah. asexuality before you to be honest with you um, younger than yourself but not like, I don't know, kids. 
Yeah, not like kids. Mm. Not like... <laughs> but no, yeah, there were, like, people my age and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a few years older, a few years younger. Like, that sort of... Between 20s and 30s, really. Yeah. That sort of span. But yeah, and it's... It's one of them, like, I think... It's the person as well. It's not the, se- like, sexuality again. It's, yeah. As long as they're interested in me, I'm interested in them. Yeah, definitely. Bit of monogamy. I mean, I think... I'm going to expand this question a little with a question that I asked you when you first told me was, would you consider a open relationship with someone who wasn't asexual so that they could have sex and not pester you for it, I suppose? Um, probably selfishly not, just because I think for me, like, in my head, the relationship I'd want would be like, you know family, kids and stuff like that and then when it comes to like open relationships not that it's not possible, people will do it, yeah Um, I just think it'd be a bit difficult to explain like to kids like oh yeah this person's there, they go to do that or whatever and it's one of those things as well I'm more than happy to obviously it's it's like what they want and stuff like that, once you build that relationship uh, you're more likely to have it, I think my issue in the past has been it's been too much too soon it's like, you know we've been together however long and stuff like that and we're still going at it like it's the honeymoon period or whatever well not the honeymoon period but yeah you know the first couple of weeks you're like at it like rabbits and then it sort of tames down it you just don't hasn't really it. yeah um, <laughs> and I think like the past two almost I'd say almost relationships they didn't quite pan out because of long distance they would have been I think they would have been okay they mm. would have suffered from the sexual snoozing. <laughs> I the next question I really really like, and I think I might actually make it a permanent question if this Ooh. podcast becomes for realsies and permanent and stuff. Oh, it good then. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's um, what's the biggest misconception of being asexual that you get? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, there's two main ones of one that I heard. Literally, this was on, like, a train or something, and it wasn't even to do with me. It was, like, someone mentioned that someone was asexual and they considered them, like, a robot. Like... Wow. Yeah. It was too fair. It was young kids. But even still, I was, like... It hurt even more that it was young kids because, like, you're growing up thinking that. Like, mm. I'm happy that, like... T- like, they were, like, teenager school kids, and I was, like, I'm happy that they know what asexuality is because I didn't. But it also sucks that that's what they think it is. Yeah. And it's a similar thing, like, when I was growing up, it was, like, people were really bagging on, like, being gay or whatever. Like, it was always a, oh, oh that's gay, that. And, and like, we had this French teacher who was great at pulling us all on it. She was going, oh, what's wrong with that? And stuff like that. And I, like, from that, I was always like, oh, like... I used to always wait until my mate was going to... I knew my mate was going to say it. I'd wait for her to be in earshot, and then I'd be like, got you. Eesh. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it was like, they were describing it as like a robot. I was like, oh yeah, they don't want sex at all or whatever. It's so robotic or like they don't have any feelings or whatever. And it's like, if anyone who's met me knows, I have like the opposite of no feelings. I have like oh, all yeah. the feels. I like cry at all these films, get so emotionally invested in stuff. Mm. And if anything, it's more emotional, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in my case, anyway, for some people it's not. For some people it's just, you know, they're just happy to live their life and it's... Mm. It's a nice thing, just letting people live their life. Um, and then a lot of the times as well, I get that, like, they'll either overmind it or undermine it. Like, that's an example of overminding it, like saying, oh, so you're not into it. And then some people just undermine it go, oh, yeah, but you're basically straight. And it's like, wow. Yeah, I have had that. It hurt as well because it's from, like, a close friend as well. 
and mm. it's like they're just saying it in conversation but like you know when we're talking about like oh people are interested in and it's just like oh yeah but you're basically straight that's not what it is and like that like saying that is sort of like a bit mm. rude as well like because that's the thing as well like like I said before I'm still discovering whether what the romantic side of me is like genders does it like uh, the way it is now in the present day is like so fluid and stuff like that so many yeah. different things I'm not going to let that step in the way of a genuine connection with someone no no matter whether they are the, you know, they're the same gender in the head that they are in their genitals or whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. As long as they are happy with a Disney wedding. That's the, <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, so, yeah, so, like, that's, that hurts sometimes. Or them just going. Or, like, if someone was to say to me, oh, so you're interested in a relationship. Oh, so you're pansexual. I was like, no, asexuality is a thing. Like, yeah. It's a big part of a thing. And then the romantic side is something different. Like... Mm. yeah that's a big exception so don't just be uh, throwing that at people's things mm. it's one of those things as well it's sort of you see it in a lot of sexual it's like if someone's bisexual or pansexual if they're in a whatever gender they're in a relationship with then people say oh okay so they're like say if you're pan and you're a guy going out with a guy people go oh you're gay then and it's like no I'm bisexual like I'm yep. still yeah yeah, um, we don't worry. We asexuals got the same same uh, misconceptions. Yeah, misconceptions. It's yeah, and I guess like we had a conversation about it, and I was like, I was I sort of brushed off at first, like, oh yeah, it's just whatever. But you like, no, it's an important thing to have, and I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, it is, and it I... made me think about it even more, and then I was like, oh, with hindsight, I'm not so sure that was such a good thing for me to do. Being gay is a huge part of my identity yeah. and it's important to me I think to some extent I was wrong to say that to tell you that your asexuality should be well, an important part of who you oh are oh no it wasn't that to be fair to, def- to defend you from you <laughs> it was the way you were saying how like because I said it wasn't it shouldn't have been offensive and it's like you were sort of almost um, oh I remember now were, I was offended on your behalf yeah you were sort of defending my feelings defending my right to be offended and he was like no that is quite offensive and I was like yes yes it, it could be and it's like well, and then we talked about it and how it's like and then we compared it to different ones and I was like you're right yeah yeah that is bad yeah so the next question is do you find establishing romantic relationships easier or more difficult with the sexual element taken away Ooh, it makes it easier for me, uh, <laughs> if that makes sense, because I just, it makes it, I think, clearer whether, because I think I found some people, my Archie Jacob and Drughead's Archie, you know, some people like confusing the thing of, am I sexually attracted to them or am I emo- like, it's mm. an emotional thing there. And I think that's because of that sexual thing of like, oh, I'm not, it's not the sexual desire, it's the personality that I'm falling for. That makes it easier and obviously it makes the relationships last longer and that's also why my relationships in the past like my long term one long the ones union before that's why they didn't last because it was all sexual so like when that's mm. elements removed I say okay this relationship wouldn't work out and yeah the two almost relationships they didn't work out because of long distance and it wasn't because of asexuality and stuff like that and it was it was nice you know like there was dates and stuff like that and there was building relationships and the foundations mm. were being built and I think that helped 
I guess I'd have to talk to future Fraser who's in a relationship and then talk to the person <laughs> they're with and be like, has it been a deal breaker for you? So we could go back to this if you want. Maybe. <laughs> All right, next up is, do you feel that your asexuality affects your job or your job prospects? For example, is workplace humour different for you? No, it's quite funny, actually. I thought you were going to... I was like, I I won't sleep my way to the top. I will cuddle... (laughs) I'll cuddle my way to the top. Uh, No, it's actually quite funny. So, (laughs) at Nick, where I worked, I was always sort of seen as, like, the innocent one anyway. And, like, when people would say crude stuff it's like I can't say this in front of Fraser he's a child but that was just because weren't you like 23 <laughs> that was because of the Peter Pan complex not because right. of the thing so it's quite funny in that way and it's more like a it sort of adds to the humour if that makes sense or something because you've got all these raunchy people and then there's like the one in the corner and it's sort of just been like cover your ears or whatever and obviously <laughs> that was a thing when I was growing up as a teenager as well like when I started wrestling training, obviously I was like 14, 15 and I was with adults and adults were making adult jokes and whoever was taking training then would be like, cover your ears, Fraser. Right. So, so I'd be sat and they'd just cover my ears. But yes, yeah, so I think it's just like, it's more added humour than taking it away. And also as well, when it comes to like, you know, or I would with someone or like, they're like, oh, look at that. Boom, I'm like, yeah, and like I'm just like I don't really want a conversation with you if you're like, if you're like, yeah. like if you're kind of that misogynistic or whatever or sometimes I like to make a joke about that and I was like oh, it, it, oh like, aren't they huge and go yes that personality and brain oh, a huge combination there <laughs> um, and there's been times as well actually it's quite funny so I'm a big fan of obviously like pop culture like Disney Nickelodeon all sorts like that film and TV and um <laughs> The most recent example I can think of was working in a scare maze and people would come through with either their costumes or like memorabilia or jackets and stuff like that. Mm. And I'd check them out and go, Oof. you know, like someone would if they were checking out a body part or whatever. And some would and go, nice boom. Yeah, some like, nice checking out? And I was like, did you see their hoodie? <laughs> it had Woody and Buzz on it or whatever. Good grief, Fraser. So are you saying that <laughs> diversity in a workplace makes it a better thing? Oh, mercy. Yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. goodness. Who would have who thought would that have that thought. was... Who would have thought it? <laughs> who would have thought it? <laughs> oh, I did get hired once, apparently, because I look like a twink. <laughs> Well, you know. And I'm like, I'm all for that. Okay. <laughs> it's job's a job. And it was in a cinema as well. It's one of my favourite jobs. There you go. So the final question is, do you think you approach relationships differently to other people? And if so, what conscious decisions do you make around the beginning of a relationship with someone? Ooh. It's hard to say. I think everyone's different from each other, really, when they going to relationship just you know there's always that initial sort of like oh are they aren't they but I've always been oblivious with stuff like if someone's interested in me I have no clue unless they tell me or someone else tells me right there are countless stories I could t- I could do a whole podcast on me being oblivious to um, stuff or like I'm I not fa- sure that's to do with your asexuality I think it's just because you're a bit me. dopey but that's just me yeah <laughs> but <laughs> okay yeah or, like, I'll accidentally be flirting. And people right. have sort of said, oh, no, that's just Fraser's personality. He's not really into it. Like, he's just a flirty person that's not... Who doesn't realise he's being flirty because he's not into that stuff. Right. Or people point out, go, you're really flirty. And I'm like, I am. And I'm like, but obviously I don't realise I'm being. 
Mm, I so think you're quite flirty. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> no. No, I was trying to do a bit. It felt wrong, though. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. We'll go back on track. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I just... I don't think I did. Like, obviously, I get huge, like, crushes, like, with with people. It's like, and I value the... Lo- I think I value the little things. Like, if, like, something, if I can make them laugh or something, or, like, we get to do something really cute, like, I won't say their names, but, like, some girls I've been able to do, like, stargazing with, or, like, you know, jet ski rides together or something, or just something smaller, like, a little canoe ride or something, they're the moments that I like the best, because it's, like, you you feel like you're making a strong connection with someone. Mm. And I guess, sort of, some people get that through sex, like, oh, we had a great, like, this night we had amazing sex and like we could feel ourselves connecting then we binge watched um to let to let people into what um we do sometimes we binge watched too hot to handle and they felt that sex was a big part of building their relationship sometimes and i want to clarify you and i watched it as friends not as a date no no we just thought oh, we'll stick on a bit of we, we, odd tv we put it on because you're ace and i'm pretty much the opposite of that to see nice. how we would react to and it and it was funny because you were laughing at all the people and, and being like I don't think I could cope with this and I was laughing at the people and then going oh but look they're building such strong relationships and there was like one character who like fully developed and I was like oh poor I think his name was David I was like poor David he's been crushed emotionally like all these times yeah it was definitely a fascinating experience definitely. doing that with you yeah because I suspect I would have hated that island and you would have loved that yeah, island. Yeah, yeah, it would have been my ideal. Or maybe, I might have had to pretend and like, really like sex, to be on it at first. <laughs> like, oh, shucks, oh, darn it, no sex. Oh. Too hot to handle was certainly yeah. an experience. We handled it, though, so I'm very proud of us. We did. But yeah, I think, that was, yeah, that's, I think it's just getting those... I feel like relationships are always about moments, whether it's friendships or, like, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. Relationships. They're always about moments, and moments you sort of remember, like, I have moments of our friendship that I'll, I'll always remember, moments of other friendships and yeah. relationships that you always remember, whether they're good or bad. Um, and it's just, they come in different forms, like, for me, it's like, again, those corny sort of, like, you know, rom-com movie stuff. Mm. And that's the thing, if I'm feeling like, you know, when people, I don't know if it's lust or whatever, like, some people watch porn or whatever... If I'm feeling really, like, emotional, I'll watch a rom-com or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that will get my urges out of, like, oh, I don't need a relationship, it's fine, I'll just watch. I'll watch Ted lose um, another girl in How I Make Mother. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably a interesting comparison that could be explored further is, are rom-coms an asexual's porn? <laughs> because, you know, everybody watches porn that's not ace. Yeah. And... There are some asexuals. There might be some asexuals that watch porn. I don't know mm. what for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in the past, like I have seen porn before, mainly to try and be all like, oh yeah, yeah, I watch like to get cool points at school. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back in time and slap myself in the face and go that that's just not no. I've watched porn yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think I've like I've also watched it as well to sort of be like, okay, maybe sh- sh- like what's it? But never watch it to try and work out what sex supposed to be like. Oh my goodness! I was like watching it horrified, <laughs> <laughs> and then it actually happened. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
forgot where the ta- like what tangent tornado led us to that. I don't think it matters that we've tangented. I think a conversation about oh, asexuality yeah. is important. What I'm going to finish with is I was always going to have this as the final question: is what's your favourite rom com? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, you can tell what your favourite rom com is, but that's not the final question. Oh, okay. What is your favourite rom com? Oh, I think film. It might have to be. Oh, definitely, maybe. Definitely, it's maybe. a lot like *How I Met Your Mother*. Okay, and it's also my response to a lot of fans that people ask. Oh, like I know. Definitely, maybe or not. No, not no is like oh, that's a certified like that's like a. I mean, yes, definitely, maybe is more leaning towards a no. If I'm honest, right? Just a little insight. So the final question that again is one that I think I will ask every time is when you're being interviewed about your asexuality, what is the question? that you would have liked to have been asked. Oh. And then, spoilers, I'll ask it. That's, that's a very good question, to be fair. Damn. I think the good thing is, shout out to everyone who reached out. These questions have all been great, and they're all questions that I've been happy to Obviously, I've answered them all. But yeah, these are the sort of questions you want to be asked, because we've managed to explore everything. Oh, I'd like to be asked. Oh, is it a good one? Do you think there should be more representation? Do you think there should be more representation of asexual people in popular culture? Yes, there should be. Because I got very excited the other day watching Emmerdale. And I do not like Emmerdale. My mum always sticks on the soaps and Emmerdale is my least favourite one. She stopped watching EastEnders, which was my second. It goes Corrie, EastEnders, then Emmerdale. But there was a character in Emmerdale who's asexual. And I found out the other day that this was, like, revealed in 2018. But recently she's gotten a relationship and she goes, oh, does my asexuality matter? And the guy's like, we'll work that out together as a relationship. And it was, it hit my heart hard. And my mum was, like, like, trying to work out. And I was like, I'll tell you later. And it was, like, hit me hard. And I was like, oh, this must be, like, a recent thing, like, 2020. But it was, Mm. like, 2018 and it was, like... How did I not know about this? I need to go on those asexual forums and it's like, okay, in this TV show, there's this. Mm. And obviously there's more and more coming out. Uh, hey. Lol. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to see that um, going forward. I've got, I would love to play an asexual Peter Pan. That would be a good goal. <laughs> that would be the perfect representation. Now you've said it, Peter Pan is, even if it's not explicit, Kind of implicitly asexual, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's... Even to the point where it's like, you know, he, Wendy's like, I shall give you a kiss, and he sticks his arm out. Again, you could say it's sort of like childhood ignorance, but it's also like, mm. you know, I'm not that... Inter- I'm interested in the adventure. And that's... I, I guess that's a good way to leave it. It's like romantic interest in going on an adventure with someone. That's very corny, but there you go. <laughs> Fraser, thank you so much for joining me on this pilot episode of Ask A. Don't Say The C Word is hosted by me, Mark Adams, at MarkAdamsHC on Twitter. The show's Twitter handle is at Don't Say The C Pod. The theme tune was composed by Zach Graygun and the logo created by Carl Bryan. Thank you for listening. What do we want? Low flying airplane noises. No. When do we want him? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Elsewhere, and we made this.
Pick a disc. And I got, I bought Riot first, and I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I went back and bought their first album, uh, which I can't think of the name of the first one right now. But I, I listened to Riot more than I did the first one for sure. Yes, I recently found my old iPod, and you know how it used to, there's a section under settings that would tell you your most listened to songs. This was the top, like however many tracks it is, like 14 slots. And then it was everything else I listened to. <laughs> right in the childhood. Robin, the hooded man, do-do. Mate, before we do anything else, that soundtrack. Uh, yeah, you're a big fan of it, aren't you? Digging it. I, I could see the admiration for it in there. If you can a little twinkle in your eyelids. Oh, twinkle. It brought a tear. It's beautiful, beautiful music. By a band called Clanad, who obviously played that kind of music generally. Yeah. And um, it won a BAFTA. Oh, okay. That's because it it's, deserved it's, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It definitely fit the estate to the shows. Cine Mortuary Podcast. Yeah, I want to. I want to say, and I don't like say this lightly, but this might be my favourite two minutes of any film we've reviewed on the podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking wild. It is pretty wild. Sure. If I was given the director's chair of $5 million, this is the sort of thing I'd do. <laughs> You'd do that for it 90 really minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's in with the roulette wheel Just again. non-stop. What if, he vomits, <laughs> what if he vomits playing cards? Beautiful. Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network.